I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hey everyone, I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And I'm Valerie Juarez, Danica's wife and Scooby-Doo enthusiast. And today on a very spoopy Halloween episode, we are covering Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, the 1998... Um, direct to video film. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> good um, stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yes. Um, without getting into specifics, um, how? What was your general feel on it? Had How'd you guys like it? Would you recommend it? Uh, I would recommend it. I watch a lot of Scooby Doo stuff, uh, and it's a really solid Scooby Doo movie. Uh, nothing too goofy. Uh, like off-puttingly goofy, yeah. But uh, it's co- general hijinks, of course. Yeah. But it's good. I enjoy it. Same with me. I'm not one, as you know, for hijinks um, <laughs> and destruction. But I think it was to a minimum, and yeah. it was enough to get the flavor of uh, Scooby and Shaggy. So yeah, very enjoyable. I would recommend it. Awesome. I uh, yeah, I I agree. This is a a classic from from my childhood that I know I saw a lot and was. Real, you know, it was heavily marketed with the this time they're real thing, and I was, my mind was blown as a kid. I was like, "What? They're real this time?" Ah, and I don't remember this. Like, so am I just a terrible parent? I just let you see a bunch <laughs> of stuff with zombie. I don't know when at what age you would have been, but I do not remember this. It was late nineties, early two thousands, probably when I saw it. Okay, well, because you would have been a lot. Yeah, you would have been. I think. Plenty I, I mean, by was... two thousand, I would have been about ten. I don't think it was super scary or anything. No. And it's um, not like there was, like, cursing and, like, there wasn't inappropriate stuff. It was just no, kind of no. scary. Right. Yeah. 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 I think it was yeah. fine. Um, yes. So we would all definitely recommend it. Um, we had a lot of fun watching this. Let's get specific. So, um, animation on this one. What did you guys think? Any any particular thoughts watching it? Um, I thought it was fine nothing too egregious um there's some interesting framing i don't know if this gets an animation with the whole pepper scene where they were in the car it was like close up on his eyes and they were all bloodshot Mm. probably a drug reference (laughs) i mean probably scooby and shaggy (laughs) well i mean when in the beginning when they all have their separate jobs like scooby and shaggy's job is like literally like sniffing for illegal well, things or whatever which custom, they yeah. yeah they they find food that that are that is illegal but like which makes sense i mean scooby has you, a nose for food but when you see a guy leading a dog sniffing stuff out in an airport i don't think food is usually the first place your mind goes to not a guy and a dog but shaggy and scooby do that is the first place my mind goes to sure sure <laughs> uh, yeah i i mean and i think the the animation I thought it was good. I mean, especially in comparison to like watching all dogs go to heaven two and three. I mean, yeah. because again, oh, there was good, yeah. nothing, there was nothing egregious, even the color palette, even though it was supposed to be it was darker, supposed but... To be dark, but there was enough differentiation, I yeah. think with the colors that mm-hmm. made it again, just enjoyable and nothing that was distracting. And it was just, yeah, yeah. didn't take it away from the storyline or anything. Yeah. I'd agree. It definitely, it, it definitely has better animation than like, 
you know, the, the Scooby-Doo stuff of the 80s and earlier, which is usually TV budget, even when it's, like, movies like Ghoul School. Like, mm-hmm. this this definitely has a bigger budget than, than that when it comes to the animation, I think. Um, good use of shadows and stuff like that on, on the characters that usually is minimized when it's a smaller budget. Um, yeah, no, I thought the animation was was really good. Like, it's definitely not a feature film in a in a theater sort of level like this isn't disney or even don bluth at his height but it's it's good like and i would agree it's probably better than all dogs go to heaven too and definitely better than an all dogs christmas carol so yeah and mentioning the um what it did with the show like basically with the show you know that they are minimizing scenes and things so it's like it's the same room and then they're like the the classic hallway scene yeah where they're just on the room and like that they did that in the movie of course but it looked better here yeah like you can tell that they upgraded it it was it was good definitely yeah and even but, the different sorry no no you said i was just gonna say even like the differentiation with the with the color still like when when shaggy <laughs> opens his suitcase and he has all the green shirts i mean that was very well <laughs> that done was because a good there gag. Was, yeah that was great but there was enough detail and everything to just see exactly yeah. what that yeah that I, I liked um it was pretty early on when they when they met up with Daphne again. Um, but at one point, Shaggy starts running, and for a few frames, it's like his old the original Hanna Barbera cartoon motions yeah. as he starts running. Like the like you can kind of picture his awkward like run with his hands on his side, and he's yeah like awkward and kind of stiff looking. Yeah, um, yeah, that just little stuff like that is is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, would this movie have worked in live action, do you think? Uh, I mean, we've seen a live action Scooby-Doo. It's it's different. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I did. I don't think I saw oh, that do one. Oh, dude. I don't remember think I saw that, that one. Yeah. Oh, man. Was that Matthew Lillard's first time as Shaggy? I don't know if it was his first time, but I mean... I think it might works. have been. He yeah. works. Yeah. That's... Uh, I mean, that movie, I think, def- that it's that live-action Scooby-Doo movie definitely had different aims, I think, too. Fair. So. Um, I mean... It- I don't know. It would have been fine. I think it would have been maybe too scary if it would if it was basically Depending. the exact same because the zombies would have looked more realistic. Yeah, and that would have been like here they're they're a good level of creepy without being like totally horrifying for a child to watch because sure. I mean we watched it as we Just were like kids. A so. desiccated human. Yeah, it was like gross, but it's not like you can't like see all like it doesn't look like an actual human corpse in real life. Yeah, they're not going to have like goopy yeah. gross stuff on them or something like that. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. And even too is I love the distinction of all the different type of people. So like yeah. the, the like the the tourist people and oh, all. For so the I zombies. just yeah. So I mean I think in that sense it also kept it from being too scary because yeah. Yeah. even though they still were zombie ish, they weren't too disgusting like you said. And there was enough kind of comedy in the variety, but again very distinct. You know pirates or you yeah. know the Civil War soldiers or whatever. So, yeah, they yeah. were good caricatures. You could yes. tell what they were, and it wasn't super scary. Yeah, without people having to directly tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so yeah, how, what about the story? Um, without getting into the spoiler territory, because this is ultimately a mystery. It does yeah. have you know a twist at the end, but without discussing that, yeah, what do you guys think of the the story and how it was presented? So with this story, the the thing is that um, the the crew has done all of their mysteries and they are always a guy in a mask, a, a girl in a mask. And so they were looking for something. So I well, guess this is Daphne in the especially is looking yeah, for. Yeah, like they, they've disbanded because 
like everything is always um, something that's solvable and nothing like truly supernatural. Yeah. So they uh, so they went their separate ways, and as you mentioned, uh, Shag and Scooby were um, customs guys at the airport. Uh, Velma had her own mystery store, which book or store. mystery bookstore, yeah, yeah. which is like, of course, that, yeah. that's <laughs> appropriate. Yes, yes. Uh, and then um, Freddie and Daphne were working together. With Daphne, uh, was like a reporter, and she had a talk show. And he's apparently a one man crew, which sounds difficult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Um, so I liked them the getting back together story. Um. And it didn't make me cry or anything. Sure. I I don't think it was intended to, because if it was, I probably would have. But no, I mean, it was a a good, enjoyable story. Uh, The thing with Scooby-Doo is it's easy to... mm, They weren't very good characters in the beginning, so you have to... Like, they were pretty flat. Uh, So trying to find what makes them interesting... Yeah. I think they they did a good job, or they they picked um, good good attributes to put on them. Yeah, because especially like Daphne and and Fred. I think this is one of the first big times where they're really trying to give Daphne a personality. Yeah, um, like Velma, it, it's easy. She like she's smart either yeah. technically uh, or with books or both, um, and and you can do a lot and and do interesting things with that and. Uh, story-wise, I think Daphne and Fred had had good iterations, though you have the annoying um, love romance oh, hits yeah. in there. Yeah, mm. the of like Fred maybe liking a person and her kind of liking a person, though he mostly that guy mostly ended up being uh, a thing for Velma. But yeah, just kind of like, are you guys together? You've been working on this show for however long. Yeah, I think they yeah. So so that thing is annoying in there, but it wasn't too overt or too no. too heavy handed. Um, Just like a little is, eye rolly. Yes, yes. Like it was. It can be rough on some of the shows that they have, uh, the newer ones. But story wise, characters were good. Uh, the 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 mystery of the movie was was good. I, I think that's probably the most important part. Um, I was I was going to say the uh, I I even like the food. Um, I know this mm, sounds funny, yeah. but what I mean is showing instead of just the normal <clears throat> sausages and I don't know sandwiches that <clears throat> that Shaggy and Scooby <clears throat> excuse me are notorious for. I liked you know with the hot peppers. I think it would have been funny too if it was like the ghost peppers. <laughs> but you know they they uh, could have thrown in some ghost peppers. No, I'm just that's kidding. funny. <laughs> but but yeah, but the different uh, peppers. I also even like. The gumbo, the, you know, they're yeah. doing the, the crawfish, um, which was cute. I love the thing with the, you know, with the cats, the ta- you know, being all around <clears throat> the van and then wanting privacy to eat. And then them, of course, being surrounded by zombies. So a lot of cute, interesting things like that, as well as them finding voodoo dolls and, and just things to make the story, like you're saying, the mystery compelling. Yeah, no, I agree. This is, it's, it's a fun story. Like the characters, I mean, Scooby and Shaggy are pretty much how they usually are. Um, but yeah, they, there's definitely, I, I, I found, I, I felt like Daphne was the main one that they were really trying to have her be 
a character instead of just the girl that's there with them. Mm-hmm. Or the damsel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, she even, like, got to flip a zombie that, like, put a hand on her from a bush. She just, like, grabbed it and flipped it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she took self-defense classes. Yes, yes. <laughs> as well as, I think, she was always in the group that were going to rescue people. I don't think she... I don't, yeah, I don't no. think she was ever really one of the damsels. No. It was almost really Shaggy and Scooby that which were always... Which yeah. yeah. Which, you know, again... <laughs> Typical. Oh, only, I guess, uh, I guess that's spoilers. Never mind. Yeah. 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 There's some stuff towards the end where a lot of people were in danger, but it wasn't just her. Um, yeah. Okay. So talking about the characters, let's even go some more into like the voice acting. Um, this, this was, they, they basically, uh, I think put named Scooby-Doo was sort of the last. Uh. <laughs> yeah, babe. Sorry. I don't like that show. <laughs> Uh, I think a pup named Scooby-Doo was sort of the last big Scooby thing um, towards the end of the 80s. And then they were kind of, it, it it had been diminishing returns for a while, ever since they introduced a certain scrappy dog that everyone loves. Um, <laughs> and, and so in the 90s, Scooby-Doo's popularity was kind of dwindling, but then they started um, airing it on Cartoon Network, and that was doing real well. So they were like, hey, let's try doing a direct-to-video movie, see if that garners interest. Um, and so they made this, um, but a lot of the voice actors here, this was one of their first times voicing some of these characters. Um, so yeah, what did you guys think of the, the people that we had here for voicing, voicing different characters? Uh, for the main crew, uh, I think it was, it was good. Um, nothing terribly off or anything like that. Now, I think we, we failed to mention that the, their mystery brings them to New Orleans. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we specifically so, <laughs> mentioned that. So there's some fun choices with the the side characters God. or the uh, non main crew. Yes, uh, that's, that's with their accents. Yes, yes. I think they uh, somebody from there would be as annoyed as as we are about some of the southern accents <laughs> that we hear, yeah. like uh, not. Non-Cajun. For instance, there's a side character named Jacques who's voiced by Jim Cummings, a prolific and great voice actor, maybe laying it on a little thick. <laughs> it's my, it's, it seemed like a little too much. Yeah, it might be cringy for those who know what those accents are supposed to sound like. Um, I don't know if, how well you know the name Jim Cummings, Mom, but he's super prolific, done a ton of stuff. He's spe- I've especially noticed him in a lot of 90s Disney stuff, but you'll know him, for instance, as the modern voices of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. Oh, wow. Pete, okay. like the Mickey Mouse character, Pete. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, who else? <laughs> I put Erdnot Reeve from Emmy 2, uh, from Mass Effect 2. Oh, oh, okay. Who is a character that you'd never met because to meet him, you have to have killed Rex in the first game. <laughs> oh, okay. I totally would <laughs> not have met him. Is that a spoiler for Emmy 2? I, it, yes. I, I protect mean, on my crew. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. I, well, interestingly for me, you all, I don't remember seeing this movie. And so the voice... I feel like I watched it I a lot when I was a kid. Well, I know. and But the voices, especially for Velma and mm-hmm. for Shaggy and others that I was used to, mm-hmm. it was a little bit of a letdown for me because, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't their voices. It's not that I don't feel... The voice actors and actresses did a, a good job. Oh, sure. I just, they just, I missed, it I wasn't missed what the original. You were used to. Yeah, I missed fair. the original voices. The voice of, so in, some interesting things with the voice of Shaggy in particular. The original um, voice actor for Shaggy um, was Casey Kasim. Casey Kasim. Casey Kasim. Casey Kasim. He voiced him a, a, like pretty much in everything up to this movie. And then actually a lot of the stuff after until like 2009 or so. Yeah. 
But he didn't voice him in this movie. The reason is apparently because he recently went vegan and he demanded that Shaggy did the same. And the film creators were like, uh, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so they hired Billy West instead, who is also a very prolific voice actor. Among many, many others, he has voiced both Rin and Stimpy. Um, Fry from Futurama, also Farnsworth and Zoidberg and Zap Brannigan. All of those Futurama characters. All also the shows the, I don't like. Also the Red m M&M. m <laughs> Oh, the Red m M&M. Okay, no, see that? I can get behind. No, I'm just teasing. You like then, Futurama, all right? Yeah, uh, it, was, it was okay. It ran in Stimpy. I'm not a big fan. I know. Yeah, I know. But no, he's he's also in a ton of other things. He's very prolific. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I... I I didn't recognize like that it was him back in the day, but this time I knew it was him going in and it was fun kind of listening and be like, oh, I can kind of hear the Billy West in there. Yeah, yeah. It was cute. Um, How about the actress that played Velma? That was BJ Ward, and I don't really have any fun facts about her. I'm no, sure she's I mean, done other who's stuff. the original? Voice? I don't know. I don't oh, know. but it wasn't. But again, I so I, I believe, you know, really Shaggy and Velma especially, and even actually Fred, those mm-hmm. two you know, just really didn't. And again, because wait, you sorry. Are you saying that Fred sounded weird to you? Well, well, just because that's funny because it is Frank Welker who has literally always it voiced is, Fred. Really? Maybe it was his animation. There was something about him that didn't seem. It's it's quite Frank Fred-ish. Welker though. He's okay. the, he has literally always voiced Fred in the old days and even in current stuff. Well, that's good to know. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, there was something maybe, again, I didn't know what it was off, but maybe it was just really how they would make him do his eyes and his expression that just Possibly. bothered me. And also, I don't think the animation on his face, again, was as Freddish as I remember. Freddish. <laughs> Freddish. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's, so, that's fun. BJ Ward apparently voiced Velma from about 97 to 2002. I heard that her first um, instance of doing it was on a parody episode of Johnny Bravo. And uh, this was her second time. Oh, okay. oh that's cute. That is. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, there it wasn't the original. There were a few before her. Um, let's see some other fun voice actor stuff. Who do we got? Lena Dupree uh, was voiced by, well, she was credited in the movie as Tara Charndoff, but you would know her as Tara Strong. Uh. <laughs> yes, who is super prolific voice actress. Um, almost too many things to count. Um, Bubbles from Powerpuff Girls, oh. Timmy Turner from Fairly Odd Parents, oh, Raven wow. from Teen Titans, Riku from Final Fantasy X. Ooh, yeah, she's wow. done a lot. Oh my god. She's in tons of stuff. I love her. Okay. Yeah. And oh, and then of course the other the other one which you noticed in the, when the credits came up, Snakebite Scruggs was voiced by dear old Mark Hamill. Yes, yes, yes. Who of course you know who Mark Hamill is, but some other examples of characters that he's played in and stuff is the Joker in the original Batman animated series from the 90s mm-hmm. and Fire Lord Ozai from um Atla from Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, you know, tons I, of villains and lots. He plays villains a lot. <laughs> I know. And you know, it's interesting because we, you and I had a conversation one time about how just because someone is a great actor or actress mm-hmm. in, in you know, movies that we love, that don't, doesn't always transfer sure. to voice acting. But in his case, it does. Oh, yeah. You know, he's great all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he definitely, he didn't, he had an accent also, but he didn't sound as ridiculously over the top as Jim Cummings. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jim Cummings, that was just fully his choice or if that was some of the direction that was asked for him, but he sounded a little over the top. Yeah. And in two is, you know, we, we grew up you know, listeners, wherever you all are um, living right now. But we were originally, of course, from the South. But it always sometimes Southern 
accents are lumped together in one. I remember there yeah. used to, you probably do not remember this, either of you two, uh, my dears, but there used to be this shake and bake commercial. It's uh-huh. shake and bake and oh, we helped. <laughs> and it was like, no, please, no, that isn't how all Southerners Yeah, know, we probably sound. have accents to like people who are listening in the North or whatever, but like, I don't really notice that. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> but there are, there are some people that you encounter in the South who do kind of sound like what mom just did you can tell then like we can tell even but i don't know what we sound like and, and there is a louisiana i can hear many i mean i notice sometimes like in accent. fact like one of my best friends kirsten when she gets into her southern her southern drawl you know you're in trouble because <laughs> if she goes in southern speak but there is kind of a a louisiana cajun accent but it's still not as thick as some of the characters portrayed in this sure, in this sure. movie um all right so let's talk a little about um the sound design um i don't know if we have a dog to say about it but both the score and there were three songs in this it's not a musical but there were three songs that appeared in here there was of course this classic scooby-doo where are you theme there should have been more of that (laughs) and then there was also two other songs called the ghost is here and it's terror time again um, the person who, the songwriter for the other two, um, was Glenn Leopold and Scooby-Doo Where You was performed by classic nineties band Third Eye Blind. <laughs> I think that's their, their start to get into getting Blink-182 for the show, which is uh, like. For, for, uh, what was the name of that one? Uh, What's New Scooby-Doo? Yeah. God, I love that oh, song. Oh, that's such a good theme song. Yeah, like choices for who'd performed it is just getting to there, so I support it. <laughs> and then the other two songs were performed by a band called Sky cycle um and i i remember i've always loved the it's terror time again song especially solid song yeah the other one the other one's fun too i didn't actually remember it but it was fun no they're good yeah yeah and yeah they were very fun of course you know i know royalties and all of that i would have loved a little bit of michael jackson thriller with our (laughs) zombie scene just because terror time's a good yeah but that was yeah yes 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 yes, um the composer for the actual soundtrack was stephen bransom Uh, you guys have any feelings on the the general music in the movie the music was was fine uh, i think it went with the mood well yeah i liked the uh the kind of jaunty tune when they were on the boat heading to the island it sounded really fun and happy there yeah and even like you're saying a lot of the instrumental choices i really enjoyed it really yeah. kind of added to the to the mood the theme so yeah yeah their um hijinks noises the things that <laughs> You know, go with the the running and all of that. Yes, yes. That that was that was good. I don't think it was too over the top. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, now we get to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? Um, I don't I don't know if there was a whole lot to actually complain about in this one compared to some of the ones that we've seen recently. Well, um, I just think the the whole voodoo thing. Yeah, is actually just voodoo like, plots are always a little. Yeah, it's just like okay that. Okay. Yeah, it's like there's an actual culture that you're just kind of. Yeah, it's like that's not something that's fake. So you're okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. No, that certainly. Also, um, this isn't really something that I like noticed and paid attention to before, but it makes sense given the area. But it's a little amusing that it's never actually talked about the fact that there are Confederate soldiers that are some of these zombies. Yeah, it's just like oh yeah, like just. Those oh, guys were here. The, plant, the plantation that <laughs> yeah, was those guys. Yeah, like they they didn't attribute the plantation being built specifically to them, but like yeah. 
But like, yeah. it's a plantation though. Yeah. And yeah. there was literally Civil War guys who like looked Southern and they even referred to them as Confederate soldiers at one point. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. Is I, I guess just that it's in there so unquestioningly mm-hmm. this is why I never even noticed it as a kid, but it's also a little, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one thing that, well, I don't know, any soldier, but especially con- Confederate soldiers, I think, I don't know if, I think it came with the, with the ghost lore, because often mm-hmm. if you hear of places being haunted, um, Often they say soldiers, but I want to say more often than not, it's Confederate soldiers. There's a lot of those ghost stories take place in the South. Exactly. But, and then two is, I don't think there was a lot of overt sexism or anything, especially since the the two main characters, I mean, you know, two, both women. Oh, yes. Obviously the older woman, you know, would tell her, do this, do that. But again, it wasn't like there, it was. Are you you talking about the, um, Simone Simone and Lena? Yeah. You know, ordering Lena around. But again, it, that. I mean, that didn't seem. And yeah. then again, I like them making, you know, they weren't just majorly the Daphne being the major female trope that had to be rescued all the time. I'm glad they didn't lean heavily on that. I'm just trying to think. I don't think there was anything that really jumped out at me about so. not holding up. I guess we can, we can, um, we'll, we can get into it a bit more in the spoiler section, but this is another movie that especially at first seemingly, uh, hates on cats. Yes. Oh, that is true. That is true. <laughs> um, because Scooby, that we watch for? Scooby, yeah. Cause it's shown up multiple times. Yes. Yeah. And the things we've Luc- watched. Lucifer yes, and Cinderella. Fair. And yes. then all dogs go to heaven. Okay. Okay. The second one, Especially, the devil yeah. is a cat guy. So yeah. Can okay. I say at the very end when they show Scooby after the credit role giving kitty cats yes. milk don't give your cats milk people <laughs> don't give your cats milk. no there was a cute scene like after the credits where scoot they're not even in a real place the background's just like a color but scooby-doo like puts a bowl of milk down for some cats which seemingly that scene is only there to be like scooby-doo doesn't actually hate cats and neither do we <laughs> but if you give your cats milk you'll hurt them yeah so don't i don't think i don't milk. think he was trying to hurt them <laughs> He was just... <laughs> no, it was, the scene was obviously like, oh, look, we don't hate them. It's just amusing that they felt like they needed to put that in there. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate it, because most movies don't have anything like that. Oh. Um, I don't know anything else that you noticed for our the How's It Hold Up section? Yeah, I mean, I don't... Uh, they, I guess they didn't use our technology for the most part that made it awkward to watch later. Yeah. Uh, they just did, had their, like... Uh, database on the van and the <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that's it's true. like, when did that get installed? I don't know. Yeah. It could be old data. It's probably not hooked up to the internet, but that's okay. Right? Yeah. Um, I think that's the main use of technology that might and the and the camera, but the camera didn't seem noticeably of its time necessarily. Yeah, I just assume all TV cameras are big like that. But <laughs> yeah. we I never saw it being charged or needing to be charged. Yeah, but yeah. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't need to get into that. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, let's then go ahead and get to our spoiler alert. Skip to thirty-five minutes and fifty-four seconds. So spoilers. Um, this, as as mentioned earlier, this this is a mystery, and so the the people that there's there's like several red herring characters in here. Yes, there's but Mark, not actually there's Mark Hamill's kick. <laughs> oh babe, sorry, I just don't like red herring. 
<laughs> I don't like Freddy's interaction with Red Herring. And, and a pup named Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but there were, there's the guy who Mark Hamill voices, mm-hmm. the, that bog guy, and then the um, guy who, it ends up being revealed to be like an FBI guy. A detective, But yeah. he's the guard, he's introduced as the gardener, and he's like super surly, and the he's, bow? he's like the big, the main Red Herring. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, they they put him in a position where he, like, looked like he was going to bash Velma with a rock. (laughs) Yes, I know. Uh, Yeah, that was ridiculous. So I don't know if that would be where it doesn't hold up. If you're going to chunk a rock to help someone, let them know you're not going to bash them. first he just grabbed her. I know. And then when she was like, hey, let go, then he picked up a giant rock. It's like, use your words, please. Exactly. (laughs) Say, hey, I'm not going to kill you now. I'm just going to save you from this. He doesn't seem to like to use his words. He just mutters under his breath grumpily all the time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, like, if they suspected him, it's his fault. Yes. Yes. No, that's... It's definitely on him. But the real the real villains were the two the two ladies who well them and the plus Jacques plus Jacques the uh, fairy, uh, guy. fairy guy. Um, but the two ladies were the ones who like started the whole thing. The fairy guy got added later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they're like they used to worship cat people in they the olden days. People. Well, yeah, they worshipped cat people in the olden days, and then some pirates came and killed most of everyone by like driving them into the water where alligators ate them. Yeah, which sure. is pretty dark, admittedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yes. But then they like prayed to their cat gods and got cat powers, and then killed all of the pirates, and yeah. then learned that they have to kill people on the harvest moon like every year to be able to stay alive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so... Pretty dark for typical Scooby-Doo fans. Yeah, what helps save the crew is the the zombies that are rising up and trying to protect them from these cat people. Yes, because of course there are zombies in this movie, but they're not the villains. Yes. They're all the people that have been... The the many, many people that have been killed by these these ladies. Yeah, yeah. um, That are trying to, like... Because even the first, I think, supernatural thing that happens is go away being, like, scrawled on the the wall or whatever so like the whole time yeah they're just trying to make them leave yeah um so i don't know if it's a positive that our two antagonist villains are female um i, I don't guess, think I don't that know. it really has a bearing either, either way. way or another but yeah they yeah. definitely it wasn't yeah your traditional witch in that sense but or or i don't know if it's bad that they were women and cats i don't know <laughs> i don't, I don't we know were, oh, no, no, i'm just using like, cat ladies yeah, yeah. No, well the there was guys. also a cat guy yeah <laughs> i liked how his, he still had the mustache when he got all furry oh, that's like true. there was still a defined mustache part of his fur that's true yeah that is true yeah. That is true. <laughs> and then he he sounded a little less Cajun too when he transformed. He he just because he kept having like meow like angrily. Yeah, uh, like between growling. everything. Yeah. It's like I can only do a few things, guys. <laughs> yeah, don't stack them on like that. <laughs> um. Yeah. What? Uh. Any anything else that you guys ha- want to talk about with the the spoiler part of it? Like, what you guys? I don't know if I a hundred percent comprehended why the two ladies were not killed with the alligators and then they like ran off a different they got away. they just ran off yeah. and then they, they discovered the the, the cat yeah. god place well okay. i think they i think they already knew the cat god place ah okay yeah yeah because i don't know where they lived before because the plantation was clearly built later they show that in the flashback yeah. thing but so i don't they I guess, probably had like rudimentary houses or yeah something, something like that but they had some it seemed un- underground 
passages with things. their cat god statue. Yeah. Or okay. they prayed to the cat god. And there's like a grate overhead so the moon can shine in all dramatically. And yes. Be on the moon dial, which yes. is the ticking clock of the final sure. stuff. Because it's ultimately, like, ultimately the heroes don't necessarily do anything to beat them except for just prevent themselves from being killed. And then With the, the time zombies, run- yeah. And then the time runs out. Yeah, that's and then, true. And then they, like, really graphically turn into skeletons and crumble. Yes. And yes. I always thought that was super cool looking as a kid. As a, like, mystery structure, I, I think it did fine. Like, nothing was uh, super out of place. Mm-hmm. Uh, like... I guess, like, the discovery of the the voodoo dolls uh, was interesting. Yeah. and They, like, give you a lot of the pieces, but I'm not sure that you could ever necessarily by yourself without having seen the movie come up with, well, the those two ladies are cat people who have to ritually sacrifice sure. people every year to stay yeah. alive. Like, they gotta give you some exposition for they, that. They give you enough clues, I think, to be like, I think these ladies might be up to something. Um, and there's a lot of cats here. Sure And are. these voodoo dolls, like, I don't think those zombies made them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, they give you some clues to figure out aspects, but I don't think you could ever figure out the exact thing that yeah, ha- is yeah. happening. <laughs> and I wonder if we're just supposed to assume, I'm just thinking of little plot points of when they're in the kitchen and after, uh, the you know, the ghost writes on the walls about getting out and warning them, and then... I think it's Velma that first goes up in the air is floating around. Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. we find out that's with the voodoo dolls that are making, manipulating people and making them go in the air. But I wasn't clear. I don't remember. I wanted to say both um, Celine and what is the other and the two Lena, the two, Lena yeah. um, were in the room. So it's Simone the, and Lena. Simone and Lena, or if one of them was out of the room, so who would have been manipulating the voodoo dolls? Well, I think it was the ghost. It, it might have been actually a ghost. Rabbit. Yeah, I think it was oh, insinu- the ghost manipulating. I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, just one of the ghosts was like, "Hey, look, I'm scary. I'm lifting." You. Yeah, this is oh, okay. This is real. Go away. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Gotcha. In a spooky voice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 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 Oh, also, when she was being lifted in the air, her comment <laughs> <laughs> or something about her her view, uh, like uh, like yeah, how did she how did she frame it? Uh, it was almost like the classic Marilyn Monroe pose with uh, withholding, putting your knees well, yeah, together. Yeah, but I'm and just trying to think of the skirt. exact line. Yeah, like she was implying Daphne that said Daphne something. was looking up her skirt. Yeah, because okay. Velma's line was like, maybe from where you're standing, but I forget the words before that. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah, it's basically insinuated that Daphne was having a good view down there, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was good. Um, I, 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 I don't think I'm alone in liking that ship so sure (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i don't know anything else you guys want to mention especially spoiler territory no i think (laughs) um all right well let's uh let's go to our overall consensus then um on a scale of one to five approximately mom don't make, we... don't make me go first. Oh, you can't no. make me go. Valerie. I always have to go first. Um, <laughs> Valerie's gonna go. Okay. Uh, I don't know the. Just it's. They're never gonna be exact. So I'm. Gonna, <laughs> I'm asking you. Where do you put it on a five point scale, approximately? And then just would you recommend it or not? Okay. So yeah. Uh okay. So like it's not like it's five the best. Is the best and one is. Yeah, it's not bad. like it's the best movie in the world. Sure. Uh, but I don't think there's anything really egregious. Um, would four be too high? 
I like what's it. in your heart. <laughs> like I generally enjoy Scooby Doo movies. I'm just all about a good mystery. Uh, but there are some that are like real dumb. Oh yeah. Uh, especially well, like tons that I'm sure we haven't even seen. Yeah, they... especially like Shaggy Scoob Scrappy situations. Ugh. But also uh, just like this, this opened the floodgates, and there's been like a Scooby Doo movie released on DVD like every year since. It feels oh, like that's so many. There's I so seen many all of them. them. Uh, but no, like a solid story, nothing egregious. So yeah, I'm gonna go with a four. Yeah. Okay. Mom? I'd say a solid three for me, and it's not uh, just based on especially some You're of the fine. other things that I've rated, but I'd say a good solid three because it's not that I am. I'm not a huge Scooby-Doo fan myself, but I I thoroughly enjoyed this, and it was really a fun family movie. I would absolutely recommend it. Again, there was there was nothing egregious about it, and it was just fun. It was just a and especially a spooky time. Yeah, uh, it was it's fun, a fun Halloween fun, episode. Yeah, totally yeah. fun Halloween. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be that person and just go right down the middle. Three point five. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, because, I mean, I think that's what I rated uh, Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. Not that you guys got to hear that episode. Anyways, um, yeah, I'd put it around there as far as, like, I enjoyed it and I would have fun watching it again. This is this is a fun movie. I would like to get a better quality version because there was some weird screen jangle for part of the movie on this one that yeah. I don't think was the pr- fault of the movie. I think it's just the source that I got it from. Yeah, it wasn't consistent, so I don't think it was the movie. Yeah, but... um. No, it's this is a really fun movie. It's a classic for a reason. It's it's regarded by Scooby Doo fans as as sort of the thing that brought it back into the forefront and is also like one of the best of the movies. Mm-hmm. So it's great, and I would definitely recommend it. Three point five. Um, anything else that you guys wanted to say before we before we go? Scooby Doo, where are you? Oh my gosh! No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really. Get, I could have gone with having it begin and end with that, just because I love. Mom that song. really likes that song. I really like that song. Just brought a lot of nostalgia back. Yeah, no, that's a solid song. Uh, <laughs> it's good. I enjoyed it. Let's All watch right. more Scooby Doo movies. Well, we eventually will. But next time we have something a little more paranormal. <laughs> Woo! Spooky time. <laughs> next time everyone take care we love y'all bye this has been how's it hold up with danica juarez and jan james you can find our podcast on twitter at how's it hold up pod that's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe also if you'd like to support us we have a patreon you can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark u equals two seven nine zero five six six Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. <laughs>